Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. I am joined by a very special guest this week, the old co-host, Tyler Johnson. What's up, boy? hey And uh, we have been drinking aggressively since 1030, so it's going to be an interesting podcast. Absolutely. Started a little earlier for yeah. me than 1030, but that's okay. What did we start out? <laughs> yeah. Well, you started out at Ben's uh, morning meeting at work, drinking was, Russell's Reserve. That was great. That was great. Watching Ben uh, dictate and do his thing in front of all his employees as I sat back like uh, Captain Morgan with my- You got to make sure you keep that mic close to your mouth. Okay. Well, I sat back like- Captain I know it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a while. I don't know if the last time that I did this, that I was <laughs> talking to a microphone that looked like a dick. But uh, yeah, watching- a Big old black dick. Ben Pickett do his thing in front of his employees and drinking Russell's Reserve before our four roses pick. Yes, it started very early and very aggressive today. So what do we what do we do today? Well, uh, we put together a uh, happy hour and mythical four roses pick, which we were blessed to do since you know coronavirus is kind of. Uh, put everything off off schedule for us, and I mean, typically we we get to four roses every year. But this year we, or last year we weren't able to do it due to due to viruses and and all that. So we were able to get back on track. Yeah. So today we were able to get to four roses and uh, do our thing and select a barrel. And they rolled out all ten recipes for us this morning. Thank God. Which is you Mandy know, did as well as per usual. She always all takes at least care. ten years old. Yep. The final three were OBSQ and OESF. So we had an OBSQ RS24. We had a OESF uh, RS79. And then we had a OBSO uh, that was a short barrel, only 60 bottles. Yes. And we, so had, we had to pass on that. Yeah, we had to pass on that due to the yield because we're splitting it between. A couple Unfortunately, groups. they wouldn't let us have two barrels. As much as uh, Tyler tried to sweet talk uh, Mandy, and then I, I texted Ed and uh, tried to get Ed to text Mandy and say, hey, won't you just let him have that? Well, they can't do much with that anyway, right? right. Yeah. What can you do with 60 bottles? <laughs> so uh, we had a nice experience this morning, and now we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what what Tyler's been up to since he stopped being on the podcast, and we're going to talk about... Restoration Rye from Castle and Key. And then we also have a Driftless Glen bourbon, which is a Wisconsin bourbon that was picked by uh, myself for a mythical. Six years old. Six years old. 53 gallons. They're doing 53 gallon now. Um, 53 gallon, six year old Wisconsin bourbon. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about uh, what have you been up to since uh, the last time you were on the podcast, Tyler? Man, just... Uh, slinging dr- cake? A little bit of slinging cake, but drinking whiskey, man. That's what we do. You know, uh, some of the picks that we've done, we're drinking a little bit of this restoration rye right now. Thank you, Val. Uh, you know, slinging cake and picking barrels. You know, it's changed a little bit over the last uh, year and a half for us due to all this stuff. I know this came up again. I hate to keep being the Corona guy, but... Uh, you know, we've done a lot of picks through, well, we've, we've done a shit ton of picks, but a lot of them for the last year and a half have been through samples, uh, which is not what we're used to. We're used to being on site. Um, so, you know, that's obviously changed things for us, but you know, you so know, in your, in your opinion, what's the, uh, what are the negatives and positives versus, uh, picking barrels on site versus samples? 
Well, obviously, the personal experience is right off the top of the dome. Obviously, uh, you know, getting there and being on site and making those personal connections. But um, a lot of times, picks the, the samples get sent to me too, it, so a lot the, of people don't get to try them. It, that's that's another thing. So you know, normally when Chad and I go to, on barrel picks, it's you know us kind of spitballing and coming up with ideas. But you know, some of these barrels, it just doesn't work out like that. Or some of these, uh, you know, picks that they're sending us don't work like that because um of just what's going on right now so with logistics chad, yeah the logistics of it with chad being in wisconsin he's got to pick some of these barrels on his own so that's actually been kind of a downfall instead of us doing them all together you know he's doing some of these solo because of the way things are but we're, we're, we're getting back to normal except we get better barrels just because it, it's right. me picking them it, precisely you know, <laughs> just cut, cut the bullshit out <laughs> i don't have to listen to anybody else's shit i just pick what i like so this is really going well for chad is what we're getting to. yeah I mean, the past year has gone gone well for me as far as barrel picks. We've got we had Sixth Street and we had NBC Kraken, both killer picks. Last year was really good for yeah. us. Yes, yeah, we had a lot of really good ones. Jepsons towards yeah. the end, and Man. then uh, the uh, Smooth Handler pick last year. Everything worked out well, and we could do a whole podcast on how well Jepsons worked out. And you know, it's, the cool thing about that is, uh, you know, Mythical was was one of the ones along with Benny's and some of the other Wisconsin stores that were the only ones to get those barrels. And, and now people are really starting to kind of catch, you know, catch that fire and see how good those are. And now everybody's kind of jumping on that Jepson's train. And we were lucky enough to, to be on it early. And we did a pick with the guy who works at Jepson's, uh, we did a 1792 few years ago. Yeah. So well, I mean, we last were, year. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did, and then I did the, uh, smooth ambler pick with him too. Yeah. We need to get you up there so you can come hang out and uh, we can go to Jepson's. Yeah. Well, shit. If that's if that's the outcome, then I have to make that trip because <laughs> they're they're putting out some amazing juice. Well, if honestly. you want to come up, I can make that pick happen real fast. All I got to tell us time coming down. Yeah. But we can uh, we we uh, regress to uh, talk about the castle and key first batch two, which I haven't had today. But Tyler did. What do you have? What were your notes you remember from batch two? Yeah. So to kind of kind of jumping into what Chad was talking about is, uh, you know, leaving leaving our four roses pick today. Uh, we were blessed enough for, you know, uh, Val from Smooth Ambler, who's been a long, 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 long time friend for us. Uh, uh, she stopped over tonight and was brought some Castle and Key restoration rye. So we've tried we've tried several batches tonight. Um, she, she, we had batch two earlier, which I thought was fantastic. Chad liked batch three earlier. She left before we started this podcast. So we only have batch three here now to give like specific notes and tasting, uh, analysis and all that of it. Um, but like I said, she came, hung out with us, blessed us. We had batch two earlier. Now she left us with a bottle of batch three so we can go through it. Um, and like I mentioned, Chad loved batch three. I thought both batches were really good. We can go through batch three right now because we have. So it. give us some notes on batch three. I just drank it and forgot to give notes. Well, I'm going to pour some and do the same. <laughs> so batch two earlier for me, uh, I don't have. God, it was a couple hours ago and we've had 100 pours today. But it just for me, it was really surprising because, you know, with some of the stuff that Castle and Key puts out, I'm not really sure where I'm at with it yet because some of it's young and it's still developing. But man, you know, with their rye, it's really never disappointed. Um, and the, and it was just money. It just just really easy drinking. Uh, uh, the nose was great. The profile was easy going. And three is similar. Has some different notes, but and we we have it's a little older right now. Yeah. So I mean, this is a three and a half year old. We will literally batch. visit it right now. So. Um, 
those who don't know, Castle and Key is in the old uh, Colonel Distillery. Uh, e. H. Taylor. Old Taylor. I yeah. think it's Old Taylor. Yeah, it? Old Taylor. Yeah. E. H. Well, E. H. Taylor Taylor Distillery. It's uh, about a mile down from Okro Distillery in Millville. Yep. Um, very close to. A murder row, if you ask uh, <laughs> if, Val, because she's, uh, she's got a bed. She's got a B and B down there, Air, Airbnb, <clears throat> and she said that uh, she feels like she's going to die. But the distillery itself is beautiful. They built it up from rubble, basically. It was basically the the ruins of old Colonel Distillery that they built up into this beautiful place. If you ever get a chance, you have to go there. Yeah, Brett's doing really nice things out there too. That's a buddy of ours. So shout out to him, Brett shout Connors. Out, yes, shout out to him, and shout out to him bringing Val aboard and bringing her to Kentucky. And that brings us to this restoration ride that we're drinking now. Nose, a little musty. It might be the cigar on my finger still. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's yep. been a long day, guys. We started early. I don't get a lot of spice on the nose. You just drink it. There's no nose talk. Well, I smelled it, it earlier. It's the third, I smelled it's, it earlier. This is my third time drinking this today. <clears throat> What's the palate like for you? Man, that's just a, you know, just a very little spice, but just a really nice approachable rye. You know, uh, you know, she, you know, Val talked a little bit about, you know, kind of what their goal and what their, what, what what they're trying to do to 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 reach out to you know people that are drinking the actual whiskey and and I think they've really got it with this because um it can be a it can be a bourbon or a whiskey drinker's uh pour or this could be something that you could reach out to somebody who's just kind of getting into it and says wow I didn't even know I liked rye um, because it's really approachable but even to me as a, as a drinker for years it, it, I love it it's got What's great the proof on it. Great characteristics. It is coming in at a one oh five. So which which is nice. You know, they're not proofing it down to a ninety it taste, or something like that. It doesn't that. taste hundred one per or hundred five proof. It tastes lighter than that. No, but I appreciate that it comes in at that and then it's not watered down and it's, you know beautiful bottle too. Yeah, the, yeah, the bottle's nice. I'm glad it's not like a ninety six proof or a ninety proof or yeah, I do appreciate that. And I think that comes through when you taste it, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? You get a lot of a lot of flavor, a lot of body with it. A little bit of linger too. Yep, you get a little bit. It's almost like a. It's got a little hay, oaky hayness to it. So it's that that would lend itself to a little bit of the youngness in it, but it's not overwhelming. It's sort of pleasant in this one. It, it, Sometimes it is. that can be overwhelming and very disgusting, but this is not like that. Not at all. all. Not at all. They've done. They've done something right with us. What was the mash bill? Did she tell us earlier? I don't. I think she might have, but I'm not sure that we were. Totally. Is it on the back? I'm looking right now. What's the last it's thing on that? Batch three. It's a little bit over three and a half years old. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing. What's man. Missing? Oh, every single drop crafted with care. Mm. Does it taste crafted with care? I, it, I think one thing that, that could be said about it, too, like that we haven't mentioned yet is. Uh, we have some really incredible whiskeys on this table. I mean, we are drinking some 
older OESV uh, Four Roses. We have older Smooth Ambler picks here. We have some Starlight Finished whiskeys. We have, I mean, we have some really nice bottles on this table. And the fact that when I really reached for the batch two and batch three of this Restoration Rye, and I was like, wow. That's that stands up. That that says a lot because we have some killer bottles on this table. It's definitely got a different characteristic than most of the ryes we've tasted tonight. It's not an MGP rye, but in a good way though. Yeah. So uh, moving on, we're going to talk about Driftless Bourbon. Nice. This yeah, is we, the mythical pick. We selected a six-year-old Wisconsin whiskey. Um, it's a bourbon. Well, whiskey, yeah, I just say whiskey just because, you know. You can, High rye bourbon. You can never be wrong when you say it. Um, but, yes, you're right. Thank you for the specifics. You're welcome. Uh, and you know what was really cool about this barrel is, uh, you know, we selected, or I should say we, because Chad and I do everything together, but he does things behind my back. And he picked. <laughs> That's what my wife says. Yeah. He picked a bourbon and rye. And, you know, when he told me about the bourbon, I was a, I was a little nervous about it because I've, I've been obsessed with Driftless Glen Rye. Loved it. They have great rise, but the bourbons I've never fallen for. And what was really cool about this bourbon when he brought he brought a, he brought literally like a nine ounce sample, and there's an ounce left. Uh, he uh, Ben Pickett and I all tried it, and you know, I, you know, if I drink something and Chad validates it, I feel good about it. But then Ben Pickett comes through on the third end of it and really validates it, then things really go to the next level. And it was crazy because Chad was like, "This this is a honey barrel." It's it's got great notes to it. It's not youthful, and it's got a honey note to it. And I swear to God, I took a drink of this, and I was like, "My God, the honey through this comes through aggressively." And the first thing that Ben said when he drank it, to agree with both Chad and I, he was like, "Man, the honey through that is nice." And it was just—I mean, it's just obviously we got a little honey barrel here. Well, we could actually taste it and then talk about the, the notes on it. Well, we could have, but I already tried <laughs> it earlier. So, <laughs> and as he chugs. From the sample bottle. Oops. Oops, you did it again. Well, yeah, we need to talk that, about that's it. That's a nice, that's really nice. You got to think to that price point, probably $45, $50. I mean, that's, what are we talking about? For a barrel proof. Yeah, sign me up. I mean, that's 20 ish. That is literally by far the best bourbon that they've ever put out. I mean, let's be honest. Their rise I've always loved, but that's that rye, that bourbon is. Well, the other bourbons they had that day had a lot of that uh, that anise to it, and they were and they were uh, they were smaller barrels too, right? That no, was, uh, they're the, all fifty three. Those were fifty threes. Okay, all their bourbons fifty three barrels, okay. 53 gallon barrels now. Yeah, they still have some seven year old, thirty gallon barrels, right? But those are going to be really over oaked. We had some. We had some. When I picked the rye, there were some thirty gallon barrels in the mash or in the uh, mix, but they weren't. They weren't up to par with the rest of it, but they still had some se- almost seven year old stuff. Yeah, we the uh, experience that they provide at Driftless Glen is is something that you know not enough of us really big bourbon heads have experienced. And I know it's it's easy to say that because we've done it, so it's easy for us to be like, oh man, everybody needs to do it. And we we like them, and we have a relationship with them, so it's easy to say. But like, dude, the first time we went there, get yeah, get out of here. That that place really knows how to treat people. And when you really dig down into the whiskeys that you like, you'll find ridiculous stuff there. This is almost like a honey finished bourbon. It's it's, it's beautiful. The fact that this is going to get bottled and cost probably around fifty dollars is is stupid. It's it, it's really nice. You're welcome. 
Yeah, I do appreciate it. Because I literally, <laughs> before you handed it to me, I said, yeah, I'll buy a couple bottles of the rye. Yeah, I'll probably pass on that bourbon. And you said, nah, you might want to try it. And, and it, it's it, it's lovely. Well, you know, I'm not going to pick a bourbon from them that I don't love. Right. Because we've the been there and passed up enough times we've, we have we've been there literally we've been there together and looked at each other like no nah, and offered boat rides no, right <laughs> that's a whole different <laughs> justin story. sharpie loves his boat rides yeah. yeah so we uh we're at 16 minutes so we need another topic what's what's the best barrel pick you've ever been on experience wise wow. jesus christ so this is with absolutely no thought in it at all. So holy shit. That's what you second. do everything with. I know. Normally that's my specialty. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's probably, yeah, I would have to say when we picked pretty, pretty Ricky and early bird, uh, just because, man, there's so many barrels that I, that I could say. I that's mean, the best experience you've had? Well, because you have to think about what we did that day. So Chad probably doesn't remember, folks. But so we picked. Oh my goodness! I'm the one who doesn't remember. You're the uh, one that right. threw whiskey into the yeah. the river. God, this is an embarrassing Cincinnati. story. I hope I hope I hope no one that can take me to court listens to this. But so um, yeah, I mean that day, I mean was special, man. I mean you got to think we Ricky and Julie were with us. So well, the whiskey itself was special. For stupid, sure. stupid. I mean, go, going to going to OKI when when things are really popping off for OKI. So I mean, this is this is this is you know creme de la creme. I mean, this is when things are really going well for OKI. And for some fucking godforsaken reason, pardon my French, we get the very first crack at the OKI 12s. Yeah. So people are going nuts for OKI. I mean, they're going nuts for it. The 10 years, the, the single barrels, people are going nuts. For some reason, a bunch of rejects in Lexington, we get the very first crack at the OKI 12 years. So we show up. Of course, we've got it, – it's the the guys of all guys. I mean, it's me, Chad, Ben, it's Ricky, Julie. It's everybody that we want. <laughs> and <laughs> – and you know, I mean, we, oh God, I mean, what do I have to say about those barrels? I mean, two some of the best barrels of whiskey. I mean, those those are the only. I think those are the only picks that we've done where I've bought cases of, and they've turned out to be worth thousands of dollars. And we just drank them, and they, they didn't they didn't turn anything lucrative. But that's just the way it went. But to go back to the point of what I'm talking about. I, that day, so so we 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 picked those barrels. We we picked the most fucking incredible barrel of Okai ever, in my opinion. We got Ricky Bob. We got it locked up. It's it's named after goddamn near our father, Ricky. He's absolute legend on the pick. They bless us enough because I honestly think it. I don't want to throw dirt on their name, but I think they were so ignorant to the fact they gave us two barrels because nobody got two barrels, and we were a reject group from Lexington, and so we leave there with two barrels. So that already in and of itself is the most ridiculous story ever. So then Ben Pickett, Ricky, and all of them, they take the shuttle back to Lexington. They take the the bus back to Lexington. The jackass shuttle. Right. Chad and and I leave it. So all this being said, this is embarrassing, but I got to pick my son up from school at 6 o'clock in Lexington. (laughs) We're still in Cincinnati. So it's, it's like 3. So, you know, the barrel picks over. Everybody leaves. Chad and I go and see Ed 
at Cork. No, first we went to Hooters. No, no, Hooters was after because I when I left Hooters, I jetted home driving 100 miles an hour. Oh, really? Just, we just, went to Hooters after. Yes. So, oh. so, so we like, we leave the barrel pick after picking two 12 year old OKIs, the very first that have ever been ever selected there. So we we were on high because we've just selected awesome barrels. Uh, that we and, and we got a second barrel. You know, it's like you got all these picks. We've all done a million picks, and you're like, man, can we just get that second barrel? You know, when you're at Four Roses or you're at Russell's or you're, you know, you're, can we get that second barrel? So we get it at OKI. We had no business getting it because if you guys remember, OKI the twelve years there was probably I don't know the exact number, but there was probably only like thirty barrels of that. There wasn't a ton of them. Mm. So for them to just give two to the very first people who. You know, wasn't a big group. That's or the was advantage it, of the first, being the I first. I guess. Yeah, beautiful. Exactly. So so we leave there with two incredible barrels. Chad and I are on absolute high. You know, Ben, J- Ricky, Julie, everybody else jumps in the jumps in the van and leaves. The jerking wagon. Right. It's, uh, Chad and I drive immediately to Cork and Bottle. And this is, this is the golden ages of Cork and Bottle. I hope Ed listens to this, but he probably <laughs> won't. But, I mean, we drive to Cork and Bottle immediately on high. Ed immediately pulls in an absolute Ed move and just takes us to the back room, which is old school cork and bottle shit where he had, uh, he had a 35 year old Armagnac. He had 1789 B picks. He had Bellmead picks. He had crazy four roses picks. We, we were smooth drinking ambler. We were, yeah, smooth ambler picks. We were drinking okay, dusties. Picks. We went, uh, no, no, that was before Brad Bonds had the speakeasy. Uh, yeah, speakeasy next door. Because I did go there one time, and he pulled me a bunch of banana rum from like the sixties. That was crazy. <laughs> I was getting ready to associate yeah. that with this, but that wasn't that. But yeah, we had the most legendary pours. Great conversation with Ed. So that's on top of barrel picks and whiskey all day long. And then Chad and I are we're not satisfied for some reason, and I, <laughs> I, and I've got to be to Lexington at six o'clock. It's it's five o'clock now. We decided to go to Hooters on the river, and I'm. I'm hitting on the waitress i'm a complete degenerate asshole i'm acting like the biggest piece of shit in the world i'm i'm, I'm trying to suck her tits i'm trying to do the, <laughs> i'm trying to be the worst human being in the world and then chad and i you know i have an epiphany and i'm like oh my god what time is it it's like 4 50 i have to pick my son up from fucking school and this is not like me but you know i'll tell the story i've got a, I'm, I'm an hour and 10 minutes from my son's school and i've realized it's 4 50 and i get to get my son from school at six and i'm destroyed so here i am driving 100 miles an hour from cincinnati to lexington to pick my son up at school and i arrive one minute early safely thank god I've never drove like that since, and I'm not just saying that. That's actually the truth. But my God, that went from I don't believe you. That was went from the funnest, scariest, funnest day. I mean, it just like I don't flip flopped. I mean, we I could tell you a million barrel pick stories, but that one that one was pretty fun. I mean, you know, do, picking that crazy barrel and then hanging out with Ed and then being shenanigans on the river with the Hooters girls, like it, it was pretty stupid. As a day, that was probably the best. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty crazy. Um. Uh, Minus the big smooth ambler day for me. But it, when it comes to barrel picks, barrel pick experience, probably Starlight's the best now as far as what they actually let you taste yeah. and you get to go through all the stuff and talk to them. It's not like a generic tasting where you just go in and and they they roll out three or four barrels for you. or It's almost like an old school Russell's experience. Yeah. Remember when you used to go there? And well, I've just, been to Russell's. So I don't know what they do now, but yeah. But I mean, it's just like, am I going to try eight barrels or will I just fuck around and have a good time and try 13 barrels? Yeah. And just, 
and Starlight does a good job of providing that. And I almost think that they have to, and I don't want to say that in a negative way, but I think that's a really positive point for them because, you know, I think some of their whiskey is hit and miss. And I think they, I really do, when I say this, I think they have some dynamite shit and I think they have some that isn't great. So I think that that kind of really provides you some flexibility and some kind of range. And I think also on their point of view, it kind of, you know, they, they, they need that. So mm-hmm. I think, I think it kind of works for both parties is what I'm trying to say. That makes sense. All right. Well, we're at 25 minutes, so we'll go ahead and shut it off. Do you have anything to say in closing? Man, Kentucky over everything, man. It's yeah, nice to do another podcast, course. brother. Today has been an epic day. It has been a uh, one for the books. So until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family. <laughs>